are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked on Rays, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked on Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked on Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Rays as well. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com and tell them locked on sent you that's rock auto well your tampa bay rays win their eighth straight game and 12th in their last 13 games improving their american league best record to 83 and 48 after downing the boston red sox by a score of six to one nice solid victory again for the Rays, Ulysses. Yeah, and you, and you love the fact that they kept adding on. At least I did. The fact yeah. that they never kind of stopped uh, producing, uh, you know, traffic on the bases and, and being able to to get men in. I mean, if you, I don't know where to go from here because there were so many good things about this game. You can talk about the pitching. Obviously, uh, Patino, what a great solid start for him. This guy is like 21, 22 years old. Yeah. People, and and, and I mean, he is just getting better and better each time out there. What's Five crazy is he just gets overshadowed because there's Wander Franco on the roster. There's Shane McClanahan on the yeah. roster. There's Randy Arazarena on the roster. There's three other super strong rookies. And then it's like Patino is kind of the forgotten man. But in time, he could... He's got time on his side. He's got youth on his side for sure. And just wait till he develops some secondary pitches even more so. Then it's going to be a scary sight to see for other teams. 100%. And I think if Patino was in any other team, this would be like one of the rookie contenders for yeah. sure. Um, but yeah, like you said, the Rays have four rookies that are major contributors. Uh, and, 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 and he showed it again last night, five and two thirds only allowing that one run, five punchies. It looked good. And the only really blemish was a solo home run. And, and we know Look, that you Patino's can live going to get hurt. hurt. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you can live with that. But Patino's going to get hurt by the, by, by the solo bomb because when he gets hit, it, it goes a long way. But again, solo shots any day, every day. That, uh, it's 2021. You can't get bogged down by solo shots. He did his job. Fantastic. But when we talk about pitching... When, with the race, I feel like race nation needs to lower the volume, lower the temperature on the rotation sets, a, th- a set of things mm-hmm. or side of things rather. And we need to focus in on the bullpen this year, bullpen, the, bu- the bullpen has been incredible. And you saw last night with the addition of JP and, and Pete Fairbanks coming in and doing their job magnificently they've been doing this the whole year and i mean and i mean they as the bullpen the, the, the bullpen has been the best in the league we have to start looking at the bullpen as the big piece here for, for the race pitching staff and, and i know we've talked about oh well we, you don't have a one two three for the postseason and that's true usually that's how you do it 
but we know that the Rays are different. And so we have to start looking at that bullpen and how good it is and know that it really doesn't matter if maybe you, if you end up seeing a Michael Walker in the playoff yeah. roster, I don't think it'll happen, but if it does, you have to realize that even if Walker gives you four innings and three runs allowed in the, in the playoffs, you know that the bullpen's going to shut them down. So it, it might happen. I don't think it will, but I think that the, the strength of this pitching staff is, it, it, it lies in the bullpen. And I think we need to start looking at that as a positive rather than, oh my gosh, we, we don't have a one, two, three horsemen coming right. in against, you know, the, the, the big bat New York Yankees in the ALDS. I think it might be a different scenario compared to 2020 where you didn't have those built-in off days where if you're having to rely on Patino or McClanahan or Archer or whoever it may be, and you're wearing out the bullpen, but now you have some off days. So you have some more flexibility there. So if the Rays want to do the five and dive approach, okay, so be it. We have enough yep. in the bullpen and hopefully the guys that are coming back and healthy, they're well rested too. fire Fairbanks, Anderson, if he comes back others as well into the fold and You've got several guys or a couple guys that can be used in multiple longman roles as well. Just the way they've mixed and matched the bullpen this year, like how yeah. they'll use Colin McHugh to, to get a six out save in essence, work the eighth, mm-hmm. work the ninth Kittredge. We've talked about him. He could be reliever of the year perhaps. And he's been used in just about every inning. I mean, he's been using the third, the fourth, the fifth, the 10th, the eighth, the seventh. So just, that is a huge aspect of it as well. And, and of course, the, I mean, Conley, I mean, yeah, it wasn't a safe situation, but you pitched the ninth inning. You know, yeah. it, it, this, this Rays team doesn't do what the Yankees did where, or, or do where Araldus Chapman, he's coming in the ninth inning and he's only pitching that one inning. That's it. The Rays are going to be as creative as they can be. 100%, Kevin. And, and I like that you add Conley there because I do like his funky delivery. I think it's, it, it, yeah. I, th- I think it's an asset. I think it, I, I would like a little bit better control, but you know, maybe because of that crazy delivery, it's a little bit more difficult to, to kind of have control or command of the, of the strike zone. But no, th- th- I think that just, uh, we need to just a little bit highlight the bullpen and its strengths rather than focusing on, on, on the flaws of, uh, of the rotation and, and guys like Josh Fleming who have had a difficult time and, and now, you know, he's being optioned to triple a, right. You know, he's going to come back and, 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 and they're talking about maybe him being a three man, um, three inning reliever kind of guy so that he can, you know, come back every three days instead of every five days. That's another, that's another arm that's so valuable to have in the postseason. When, when let's say somebody gets blown up in the second or, or you don't really like what they have, then you plug in and play Josh Fleming for three innings. That's so valuable. I don't think a lot of teams out there can do so much with their pitching staff. I mean, th- this pitching staff is basically all chameleons that can give you basically everything they've got for two to three innings. And you also have one inning specialist. I mean, you've got it all when you, talk, when you look at this pitching staff. You certainly do. And just wait even more flexibility and wrinkles out of the fold once September rosters expand 
and you have the taxi squad as well. I've yeah. got a little thing on that that I want to ask you later on in the show. But of course, besides the pitching, besides the bullpen, besides Patino using mostly his fastball to get by effectively against the Red Sox, 96, 98, top of the zone. I mean, it's it's improving as the year is going on, which is a really great sign to see. I mean, in fact, it's like he'll he'll have um, sequences where he'll use it, you know, eight pitch sequence, he'll use the fastball seven times. Hey, Prove to me you can hit the thing first at the yeah. top of the zone, and then we'll go from there. But uh, the bats were pretty good, too. A guy we talked about on Monday's show, Brandon Lau, getting things started. First pitch, a deep <sighs> one, 441 feet off of Nick Pavetta. I just love the fact that Brandon Lau attacking early, setting the tone, the, the top-hand strength, the follow-through, the quiet, easy swing, and the power. It's just it really is a sight to see as he hits his team leading 31st homer of the, of the year. You know, and, and I, again, I, I, I love, you know, doing a podcast daily, you're going to have to do a lot of takes and a lot of mm-hmm. opinions. And, you know, most of the time I, I feel like we come from a place where we have numbers backing us up. So, so that makes it easier to sound, you know, uh, professional, professional, and, and, and perhaps, you know, like we, we just have a little magic eight ball in our hands, right. but talking about Brandon Lau as my takeaway and then having him hit the first pitch out didn't kind of make me feel really nice, uh, and good things inside. He, again, two out of three, two, two RBIs, two walks. He's seeing the ball pretty well. I, him being at the top of that lineup yes. against righties against righties, is so so good. It, I mean, honestly, it just it must be a, a heartache for pitchers to know that this guy is is just waiting to launch on on on, on the first at bat. Like that is a psychological thing, mm-hmm. and it doesn't get any better. I mean, you look at that lineup: Lau, Cruz, Franco. That's the first three that you have to face. Oh, and then you've got Austin Meadows, Yanni Diaz, Joey Wendell. That is a deep, deep lineup. Yeah. We've never seen a lineup like this before. And if you talk about all, all of those components, Wander, he kept going with his 30-game streak. And in a very pivotal time in, 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 at the game, when he was 0 for 4, he needed those two RBIs, and he gets them. Nice hustling there by Nelson Cruz and, and Linares getting, giving him mm-hmm. the, the, the go-ahead. Gets caught at second. I don't care about that. I don't care about him. Yeah, getting I, I care about that on base streak. That's what's important. There you go. And you can tell he cared about that on base yes. streak with the emotion getting to first. And also you don't usually see him swing first pitch, a pitch that is pretty outside a changeup. Like he really wants that thing. Like, Hey, oh, yeah. I'll do whatever I can. If it's a little chopper, I just want to get on base, but he chased a little bit second pitch in the zone. He's able to take care of. And I mean, you can just see this guy, He's if so you good. were to, if you just looked at him and didn't look at his age, you'd be like, this guy's been in the majors for 10, 12 years. Just his yeah. plate discipline, the coverage, the, he's seen the fastball. Well, it, early on when he was first called up, he was a little bit taken aback, I think by fastballs above 95 miles an hour, but now it's, it, he'll, he'll spit at it. If it's, if it's a yeah. little bit off the plate or inside to him. So that's, that's a really great sight to see. And you mentioned about the lineup and the lineup construction. I mean, think about when you're turning over the lineup, if you're the opposition, you've got Mike Zanino batting ninth, and then you've got to come back with Brandon Lau. That's 60 homers plus basically <laughs> that you've got. Yeah. I mean, that's a, you've, you've basically got a three, four, you've got a heart of the order that you've got to deal with there. Oh yeah. And then Cruz after that, like, I love that the, the way they presented that lineup. And again, the, the Rays, the, the analytics folks tied in with 
uh, Kevin Cash, knowing that, okay, we should probably try to get Brandon Lau as many at-bats and plate appearances as possible, and that's what they did. And I like the point that you're making there with Zunino and Lau because tell me that you, that you know, as much baseball as we have seen and our Locked On Race listeners, uh, as much baseball as they have seen, you know, there are teams out there this season and in, and in the past 10, 15 years where they put their number four hitter and he has a 206 average and an OPS of 848 mm-hmm. with 27 bombs. And that's their big power hitter. That's their catcher this year. Yes. And uh, he's hitting ninth. So it is a very deep lineup. There has never been a lineup like this. I think, you know, I've been saying this a long time um, and repeatedly. This is the best team that we have ever seen because it just bears recognition. This victory gave them the, the highest watermark over, over 500 ever. So essentially, if W's are the things that you need to, to get to the playoffs, if W's are the standard to understand how good you are, then they have done more to this point than any other team in the past. They are the best team that we have ever seen. And you know what makes them good? Uh, one of the things that makes them good yes. is just having players that step up at the right time continuously. Austin Meadows. When we talked to Trisha Whitaker, she said, I don't think the Rays would be where they are uh, uh, if it wasn't for Austin Meadows. And that kind of took me aback because I was like, well, you know, okay, he's Mm -hmm. had a good season, but he has continuously been so clutch getting that RBI, not only for the go-ahead RBI that wins the, 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 the bout right there, maybe in the third or fourth inning, but also game winning RBIs. He has just been terrific and he proved it again last night. Yeah, great point on that. And I actually tuned into the ESPN broadcast featuring Jason Benetti and Eduardo Perez. And I've got to say, they did a bang up job. They did terrific. And what I actually loved about the ESPN broadcast, look, I love Dwayne B.A., Andy and Dave as much as the next guy. But when you have those two combined with what ESPN can bring to the table with what I loved about it was they have little graphics that okay, this is what the pitch sequence is. We see a slider, a fastball, a curveball. Like you can see it in real time in just some of the, the stat cast graphics that they use. But to your point about Austin Meadows, Eduardo Perez brought him up as this guy is a clutch player. Look at what he brings to the table. Jason Benetti yes. being a little bit more new school analytics oriented, pushed back on that. And then Eduardo Perez came back with him. It was a little bit of an odd couple situation. It would, And that's what made the broadcast great was you know, uh, Eduardo Perez said, you know, if there was no such thing as clutch and, and being able to contribute in key moments, uh, my, my, my father wouldn't be in the hall of fame. My father, Tony wouldn't be where he he's at. It says clutch yeah. on his, on his plaque there in Cooperstown. So I love let's that. keep that in mind a little bit, Mr. Benetti, cool. The jets on your, uh, you know, a little bit more baseball than I do type of a deal. So that was great. And that was great. I love that. I, I, I missed that um, exchange. I, I watch obviously Dwayne du- NBA, but no, it, w- it was you know, that that argument that clutchness doesn't exist. I, f- I feel that's a bit that that just tells me that you're focusing a little bit too much 
on the Excel spreadsheets and you're not actually watching these human beings performed and uh, perform. And it's not only in baseball, it happens in football. It happens in soccer. I mean, you, you, you can see it basketball for God's sakes. Tell me when, <laughs> when there is three seconds yeah. left on the shot clock and, and somebody needs to put it in and, and, and they do I, this, there's a gene there. So I, I will forever die knowing that I am on the right, team yes <laughs> because i believe in clutchness and austin meadows has done that i love this team man kevin i i, yeah. I don't know what what else could be fixed around here because they just keep playing good fundamentally sound baseball right now because there's a lot to like about this team and i got a couple points on that uh that i want to mention but first gotta tell you about bet online it's that time of year again and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Also, be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100, NFL, the numerals 100. Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Remember, use the promo code locked on, L O C K E D O N. Again, locked on at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, Ulysses, one point I wanted to make, a couple points actually, that I want to make before we move on. Um, you mentioned how much there is to like about this team and how they are really, really rolling right now. Uh, I looked this up after the Rays scored six runs last night and have been on a scoring spree of late, partially thanks to the Baltimore Orioles, of course. But where do you think the Rays rank in all of baseball right now in run sport? That's a good one. I'm going to uh, in all MLB. So 30 all of MLB total run scored. I haven't done per game, but just okay. total run scored. I have the stats up here. I, it's got to be top five if you're if you're the Rays with the biggest, you know, the best record in the American League. I'm going to go with fourth. They are first. First. The only team that has scored 700-plus runs to this point. They have 702. After them is the Houston Astros, the L.A. Dodgers, the Boston Red Sox, and the Chicago White Sox rounding out Can you the tell top me? fives. Can you tell yeah. me, uh, so 704 is the race. Can you tell me the fourth? 702. Uh, 702? Yes. Okay. And, and the fourth place, how, how many runs have they scored? Uh, the Red Sox are fourth. They've scored 670. Wow. That, that's, I mean, that's incredible. If you, if you're still hung up on like, oh, this team, I mean, it's good, but like, I wish we shut up. This They're basically is the best, the best team offensive ever. team in baseball. I mean, yes. for all intents and purposes, we can say that. I, we need to stop. And also, I need to stop hearing from mainstream media, the national media saying, oh, this, the race team, it's just, you know, the the the, off, uh, the offense is not that good. Oh, then I guess 
29 other teams are, are horrible. So that, mm-hmm. so then there no offense is good in baseball right now. This is ridiculous. This is such a good lineup. Kevin. Yes. If there, if, if this lineup does not go through a cold ice age, like they did last year, this is a team that, that could go all the way people. Yeah. I mean, start getting excited. Start, if you're not excited, start getting excited because the, the, the options that cash has right now with the lineup construction, the pitching construction, the, the bullpen, it, 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 it is just a plethora of good options. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it, it's a nightmare for pitchers. We talk about highlighting one player. Who the hell do you line up? Do you highlight right now? If you're the Red Sox uh, doing your, your scouting report, do you, uh, Wander Franco. Austin Meadows, Yandy Diaz, Joey Wendell, Brendan Lau, Mike Zunino. Like, who do you highlight right now? It's incredible. Basically the entire lineup, like five, six guys consistently. <laughs> and if not those five, six guys, sometimes it's Joey Wendell that comes up. Sometimes it's Kevin Kiermaier that comes up. Sometimes Manny Margot quietly moves things along. So it really yes. is a sight to see, not even mentioning the, the backup catcher, Francisco Mejia, who happens to be pretty darn good with the bat as well. Also, I think part of it too is, I mean, you've got a great core, a great team right here, but also some guys that really struggled in the playoffs and at points last season are no longer on the team uh, in the lineup, i.e. Yoshi Satsugo, i.e. Hunter Renfro, Willie Adamas. So I think that is a huge consideration too. I want to bring this up before we move along here. So uh, Brandon Lau hit his 31st home run uh, yesterday. I have a little trivia for you. You you predict, and I think you're going to be correct in your assessment, that he will get to 35 home runs, right? Correct, yes. Okay. Uh, if he does get to that mark, he'll be joining some pretty good Reyes lore here. I have in front of me, actually, a couple questions here. We know you're the trivia maven here uh how many raised players have hit 35 plus homers how many different players not you know one guy that that's maybe done it multiple times but how many different players in a raised uniform have hit 35 plus bombs uh i gotta think logan morrison evan longoria carlos pena for sure correct those three guys that is correct that is correct who is the last guy to do that for the race. Pena did it in 07 and 010. Then Longo did it in 2016 with 36 bombs. And I'm thinking Logan Morrison did it in either, no, it must have been 2017 with 37. Very close. He did it in 2017. He's the last guy to do it. He had 38. So Pena had 46 in 2007, 39 in 2009, Morrison 38 in 2017, Evan Longoria uh, 36 in 2016. Then after that, there's a couple guys with 34, Jose Canseco and Aubrey Huff. So Brandon Lau climbing up the ladder, and he's no corner infielder. He's not a first baseman. He's not a DH. He's not a third baseman. This is a second baseman primarily that we're talking about and probably is, uh, you know, 30, 40, 50 pounds lighter than all the guys. I just, then the lightest guy. So yeah, he's, he's 30 pounds lighter than the lightest guy. It's un, it's unreal. But first he has to overcome the 33 
that Austin Meadows had in, in yes. 2019. So I'm, I'm sure there is some friendly ribbing uh, in the clubhouse right now saying, can, can you can you pass me, though? That's 31 yeah. is nice, but I've had 33, 33 bombs in an all star uh, selection that year. So I'm that, sure that there's be some good cool. jabbering back and forth between those two relatively yeah. quiet personalities there. Uh, one other thing before we move on. Uh, Ulysses, I think your, your predictions, your premonitions, they seem to be coming to, from, uh, to fruition. You have Brandon Lau, for example, and then you have the whole raise attendance issue. It was not good. Not, we, we need a lot of butts in the seats over the Oof. next three days if, uh, if my rough. outlandish prediction of getting 70,000 combined over the course of the four-game series uh against the red sox comes true as the count was 6753 the smallest for a raise red sox game at the trop in 24 seasons of play no boy 6700 yeah no bueno no bueno at all i mean mean, it's it's the damn red sox i again we've noted the 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 negatives of the location which i think is the number one issue right here yeah Everything else is, is secondary. It's the location. Nobody's going to be driving three hours. And, and know, don't total. give me a service charge and a convenience fee for tickets that I'm buying online. Or if you have to do that, don't make it seven or eight bucks or whatever yeah. it is. Like, how, what the how, hell how much is does it cost to process this? And a convenience fee. Yeah. I mean, are you paying the algorithm? Are you paying the Mr. Algorithm? Here you, are, here you go for making this transaction. Oh. $3, $9. And then on top of that, you know, uh, you say you get normal, you know, left field seats, right? At 38 bucks. They end up being like 50 after the convenience fee and all that. Mm-hmm. So if you're going with somebody, that's $100. $100 to sit in the, in the left, in, in left field grandstand. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think that that's, that's the right way. If you want to, up the attendance that's not the way to do it the lightning when we were in college mm-hmm. they had this rush thing i don't know if they have it anymore but they used to do that if you arrive like after the first period or like 30 minutes after uh starts the puck drops look at me with my hockey terms the look at you drops. thank you you're right hey uh, you're already preparing for the montreal move look at you <laughs> good for you so, buddy <laughs> so after like 20 minutes or 30 minutes of the puck drops, uh, if you showed your USF ID or, you know, by any, you know, your college ID, you could get in for 10 bucks. I did that a couple of times. And you know how much hockey I know? I know yeah. nothing. And, and so I, you could do that if you're if you're the race, but they don't. They don't market the race in Tampa. They don't. I've never seen a big ass billboard before you even get to Pinellas. Yeah. Again, we've noted this many times and it sucks because this is the best damn team right now in baseball and they're getting 6,700 people Mm -hmm. to watch them live. It's just a damn shame. And I don't know if they still have that promotion or if the Rays have introduced something like that in the past, but if they do, they need to market that. Like that is a great, easy thing to get. And don't just do it for USF's to any college yeah. university in the tampa bay area in fact if you want to extend it to high school show your high school id and get some some saint petersburg kids over there why not i think that's a very very easy quick fix there and like yeah. i don't know why they did away with this the 7-eleven friday promotion i would never ever go into a 7-eleven but nope. if there was a raise game on a friday night there was an opportunity i would step foot in a 7-eleven and i would usually purchase something 
in addition to getting that little ticket voucher. I don't know why 100%. that went away. I felt like that was a mutually beneficial deal there at the end of the day. Of course. And going back to the college thing, you know, when when you're in college, you just want the best bargain, right? You don't have a lot yes. of money. So you're always going for, for the thing to do. If there's always like, hey, what are we doing this weekend? Hey, what are we doing tonight? Hey, oh, we got to study. But how about we go to a raise game, though? It's mm-hmm. 10 bucks. We can study after because our bodies are magical things and we're 20 years old. Yes. And it doesn't matter if we go to bed at 3 a.m. and need to wake up at 7 a.m. You know, it doesn't matter. There's built bars for that, you know? Yeah, it's a fun thing to do. Going out with your friends, a date, whatever it may be. It's, I think, pretty easy and ingenious idea. Before we get ourselves into trouble and raise PR and communications and everybody reaches out to us, we'll move on. (laughs) We'll move on. Uh, This podcast is brought to you in part by DirecTV Stream. Doesn't this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. Compatible device required and content varies by package. You know, Kevin, I like to save both time and money. So what Mm -hmm. I like to do is go to rockauto.com. Why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could ever need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, Ulysses, considering all the good that the Rays are doing. And I guess we did have a little negativity with the attendance stuff. But I got to be honest, I'm not too confident about tonight with your boy lefty Ryan Yarbrough on the mound against the Red Sox. Because every time he's faced the Red Sox this season, he struggled. And struggled mightily, although the the Red Sox are throwing out a bullpen day. But let me just present the numbers to you. Maybe this is uh, there'll be some regression to the mean here. But July 31st, five earned runs in five innings. June 22nd, five earned runs in just two strikeouts in two innings. April 7th, six earned runs in five innings. Working in his favor a little bit is the fact that the Red Sox are just shot by the COVID virus. They've got like, it seems like every hour, every day, they're losing another guy. So that may be three or four normal guys out of the lineup that maybe works in his favor. But 
not uh, I, I might take the under for this game. I'll just put it like that on bet online. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Basically, what we're saying is Ryan Yarbrough allows a minimum of five earned runs when he faces the Red Sox. It's yeah. it's it's not pretty. And when you look at how the lineup has done against him, I mean, they're they're hitting 340 against him with a 390 on base, a slugging of 642, which equals an OPS of 1031. Is that good? Just, I don't know. My goodness, they have hit him hard. So, yes, today I think you're going to get to, you know, work there, there's going to be blood. There, there's a lot of, of punches yeah. to be thrown today. So you're going to see a little bit of an inflated uh, uh, score bo- box score there. It's going to be like a 7-5, you know, 8-6 to six sort of game and affair. So if you're going to the yeah. game today, don't be afraid that it, it, that it's 3-0 against, you know, Yarbrough and, uh, after the second inning. It, mm-hmm. it, it's okay. The boys will always come back. They always put up a fight, but it's not I don't I, I don't foresee uh, a one-run outing. I don't foresee a, yeah. a shutout by by the race. Today you're going to have to get your your hands dirty. It might be a 4-hour game with all the runs that could be scored tonight. You could have Half yes. innings as long as that half inning in the sixth inning yesterday, where I think yes. the Rays only got one run, but that was like a 55 minute half inning. In fact, I ridiculous. went for a run during that <laughs> inning. I guess it was a good time because during my entire run, during my entire exercise period, the um, inning was still going on. And Dave and Andrew, even Dave, I think, made a comment like, yeah, this, this inning seems to be dragging on. And it's like, yeah, I've, I've gone three, four miles already. Clearly it has and not much to show for it. Only the one run, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it happens like that. It was too long for, for too little, uh, uh, you know, production, but that that's okay. Again, like you said, bullpen day. So you hope that, um, the, the race can, can hit that bullpen yeah. rather well. It's going to be bloody today. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a, a bloodbath and that's okay. You know, sometimes you, you gotta have a slugfest and to kind of, give people a reason to cheer. Uh, you got, you got to get those 6,700 people, you know, something to stand up from, from their blue seats and, and, and clap a little bit. Um, you know, who was there for the 6,700 though? That was our friend, Ben Rosa. He's helping. He's helping. He's helping. Factor. He's going to be going to multiple games, right? Yeah. He's going to go the whole of the four games. And I think he met up with a, a few people. I think Maria was one of them. Uh, so, so that, that's great. Uh, you know, people go into the games and, and we're going to see him on Wednesday. So, so that'll yes. be fun. Uh, but again, a, a team that has this much production should not be yeah. watched by 6,700 yeah. people. Uh, we mentioned it was a bullpen day for the Red Sox today. It could also be a bullpen day for the Rays in essence, if you only able to go two or three. So just throwing that out there. Okay. One last thing, uh, tomorrow will be September 1st and uh, it's looking like Ulysses and I will not be having a podcast on tomorrow's show. Just want to get this out in the open though. September call-ups, 28 man roster. Ulysses, who are the two players that the Rays will add to the expanded roster? You don't have to do the taxi squad and all that, but two names, two players that the Rays are going to call up in the next 24 hours or so. Oh, that's a good one. Cause uh, I uh, I want to go with pitching. I want to go with pitching, but I feel like it would be 
a nice thing to have Taylor Walls, okay, you know, as a bench guy, um, to kind of provide some, some, some defensive substitution slash late inning. Slash late inning sort of yeah, and, and and you know he's not a, he's not a slow guy by any means. So I feel like he can do what Brett Phillips did for the race mo- most mm-hmm. of the time. You know, in the eighth, ninth, when you need a pinch runner, because Brett right now is in the. IL. So that's definitely a guy that I would like to to see getting added. For and then pitching, just an arm, some sort of arm, basically. Yeah, just an arm. I don't have any preferences for arms, but I I, I do have a question for you. It's August thirty first. Like we've always yeah. talked about, Shane Boz. If he doesn't get added into the forty man, he does not pitch in the playoff run, people. So they they have literally like I don't know fifteen hours until that happens. So they can't add him tomorrow, September 1st. And he would be available. He could be available for the last month of the season, but not the playoffs. Correct. If they want Shane Boz in the playoffs, he better be in the 40 men, uh, in the 40 men roster by 11, 59, 59 PM Mm. tonight. So I'll turn it back over to you. Does Shane Boz get added to the 40 men roster today. No, no. In fact, I'm going to give you my reasoning. You gave a couple of names. You gave Taylor Walls and some sort of arm, perhaps yeah. Shane Boz. For the arm, I'm going to go with Brent Honeywell. Ooh, I think that's one. who they could call up. He's given up just one earned run in his last 11 uh, innings here, and he's worked five innings, five innings, five innings, six innings uh, over the course of August. So he's starting to be built back up and can be used in whatever role as the Rays see fit. As for a position player, I'm not going Taylor Walls. I'm going with a little bit more explosive, dynamic type, Vidal Brujan. Hmm. When I consider it'd be nice to have that speed off the bench. It'd be nice to have a guy who can maybe lay down a bunt if need be. It'd be nice to have a guy who can play second, can play third, can play short, can play all three outfield spots, considering that Brett Phillips is on the IL. So yes. those are my two names. We'll find out pretty soon, but I w- Fidel Brujan I- and Brent Honeywell are my picks. I like your picks. I like your picks. Um, I'll, I'll steal Brent Honeywell from you, but I'm going to keep steady with Taylor Walls. Okay. I'm going to keep this steady with Taylor Walls. Just because I believe in his steady defense. Boom. There we go. We could be half right. We could be half right. We'll see. We'll find out. <laughs> uh, okay. That wraps up this edition of the Locked on Rays podcast. Now, tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of the Locked on Bets podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe. And we'll talk to you, I think, uh, on Thursday and not Wednesday. Just a reminder.